What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Ryan Kramer with Crossover Commerce here. Thanks for joining me today on this lovely Monday. It's beautiful outside here where I'm at. Uh, Thanks for joining me on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, all of our social media platforms. I'm super excited today. We're kicking off this Black Friday week with one of my personal people, uh, favorite people that I've been following on social media for a while now. Uh, Her name is Sharon Evan. She is a Amazon seller. She is an FBA coach. She is a successful businesswoman, and she's also a mom. Super excited to have her on. Just going to talk about her background, educate people from a different perspective. And if you have questions, definitely want to ask those in the comments below, whether on Facebook, LinkedIn, we're going to see them all live and we're going to post them here on our uh, on our feed. But I'm going to bring in Sharon right now. Sharon, what's up? How are you? <laughs> Hi, Ryan. I love, I love that intro. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing well as well. You know, I can't complain. It's kind of a crazy time of year. Uh, doesn't feel like it should be Christmas time or Black Friday just a few days away or Cyber Monday around the corner. This whole year has just been a one big blur. And when I heard Christmas music this morning on the radio, I was just like, I had to like grip the steering wheel. I go, what is this doing to my like mentality? It's It's bananas what's going on right now. Yeah, well, you know, I live in Israel, so we don't right. really, I, I don't celebrate Christmas, although I did grow up in New Fair Zealand, enough. and we did, we had Christmica, which is like Hanukkah <laughs> and Christmas together, so I don't see what you're talking about, but it's the first <laughs> year, I don't see what you're talking about in Israel, but it's the first right. year that I'm not overseas, we're usually somewhere in Europe in Christmas, and we, you know, and then we can celebrate Christmas, because there's Christmas trees everywhere, and everything and it's the first year where we won't be overseas during Christmas, which is first year in like seven years, I think, since my husband and I have been together, that we'll be celebrating December, which right. is also my birthday. It's my birthday next month as well. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and, uh, stuck in this country and not in Europe somewhere, you know, buying lots of random I stuff. He's <laughs> waking up whenever we want. And yeah. I think I think you're like a lot of people are like plans have been put on hold for at least one year and it's a little bit different not getting together with family or if they are trying to figure out a different way to to safely do it. But so yeah, you're in Israel. For those of you don't uh, who don't know Sharon, uh, we, we've connected once or twice before, and uh, she's located uh, from New Zealand. Obviously, uh, maybe you can tell from the accent, which is awesome. I love love the accent. But in terms of like where you're located now, it's, it's you're in Israel um, with your son, with your husband. Do FBA uh, selling online to multiple different marketplaces and also coaching, which is you have so much on your plate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know when you sleep. I really don't. <laughs> because I don't. Yeah. And then there's YouTube and yeah, I do a lot of things. Um, I do do a lot of things. It's it's uh, kind of crazy what I, my life, but you know, I love it. You have to be as insane as I am to, to do everything. But um, yeah, so I'm a Kiwi. Um, born to Israeli parents, and then I moved to Israel when I was 21, and I'll be 32 next month. Holy crap, I'm getting old. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's me. So I sell on Amazon, I sell off of Amazon, 
I've been on e-commerce for. I think your bio said 15 years. Is yeah, I think it's more than 15 years now. I think it's like 70. I've been selling online since I was 15. Okay. So I started selling on Trade Me, which is like the um, eBay, you could say, of New Zealand. At the time, I don't know how it is today. I haven't been in New Zealand <laughs> for a long time. But um, yeah, when I was 15 and I was on eBay and on all sorts of different platforms. And then I had my own online store in Israel and then that didn't go that well. And then I discovered Amazon and haven't looked back since. Well, that's awesome. So like, uh, I guess maybe for those of people who haven't dived into your background, what, what brought you to e-commerce? Was it just the ability to be an entrepreneur or, uh, you know, Amazon, eBay, it was big, you know, 15 years ago or so that would have been 20 2005-ish timeframe, 2006, not really big on Amazon space yet. What kind of drove you to that online e-commerce? I only discovered Amazon in 2016. Um, you can still hear me, Ryan, right? Yep, I got you. We're just focusing only on me. Just, okay. We're just focused on you. It's about it's you. Like, oh my God, I'm so big right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was born into an entrepreneurial household. So, um, you know, I, I share my entire story on uh, YouTube. Danny McMillan interviewed me and I shared the entire story there. You, you need like at least a whole hour just about there to understand. But basically I was, um, my dad's an entrepreneur and I was um, introduced into this world. When I say into this world, I mean the e-commerce world. Uh, not just e-commerce, entrepreneurship. So buying low, selling high, and then I discovered e-commerce. It wasn't my dad who got me into e-commerce. Mm -hmm. um, I left home when I was 15 for various different reasons. And my mom moved back to Israel. My dad moved to Australia and I stayed alone in New Zealand. And the only thing that my parents said was, you can stay here if you take care of yourself. And... So I did. I started buying different things and uh, I started importing sunglasses into New Zealand um, and sold them online. There's, um, I think I've just been a problem solver my entire life. So in New Zealand, the UV lights, the UV rays are very, very strong and sunglasses okay. are very much needed. Um, and yeah, so I imported sunglasses and sold them on Trade Me and was able to finish school and was funding myself from my online store and it, I started also being in different expeditions and selling it online and uh, selling it offline as well. And yeah, it, that and was kind of just it took off from there, right? Yeah. And then I, you know, discovered eBay. Um, and there were other platforms like Israeli ones at the time when I moved to Israel. And then I started my own online store. It was a clothing store, which I don't think anyone should do. <laughs> <laughs> It was like such a bad thing to get into. Um, and that's what I discovered. That's when I discovered um, Amazon. And, and yeah. And now and I'm. The rest is history, right? Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. The rest is history. You know, Amazon opened a lot of doors for me because um, I really have used Amazon for brand building and also brand building off of Amazon as well. And obviously, I was introduced into this entire industry and found out that I'm very good at, I don't know if it's teaching, but you know, by mistake, I got into coaching. Like it totally wasn't part of the plan. It just happened <laughs> and I'm still <laughs> learning how to deal with it. Right. But um, it just opened up this entire new world to me that 
you know, I, I believe honestly, like just saved my life because it, I was in very dark places during different times. My brother passed away five years ago, which is more or less the time when my online store was in the middle of, of starting and Amazon did many great things for us. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that, I think, you kind of touched on a couple of different things, which is why when you and I had said, this is the title I've created for our talk. And you had replied back and you said, are you, are you sure you want me to talk about that? Uh, I, I think that's something that a lot of people just don't like see the, see from an outside perspective of the impact that one can have on just being vulnerable and sharing their kind of story with people. And then a lot of people gravitate towards that. And there's one thing or another that obviously you know how to be successful. You've, you operate multiple six, seven figure brands and you know what you're talking about and you've done it for a very long time, but you've also been vulnerable enough to say like, these are my flaws. This is where I've like really royally like just messed up if, if you have, and then you also are like, you know, are willing to help other people. So I think that's why it's super unique when people in the space, again, if you're just joining us live, we have Sharon Evan of, FBA alphas. That's, that's her Facebook group. And that's kind of the brand that you've, you've promoted yourself under, which is a, a golden line, which I think is super cool. Um, and, and just like kind of being vulnerable in terms of sharing information with people, not let people want to do that. They either want to price it out, whether it's a course, which there's nothing wrong to do that, but you're willingly to willing to sit down with people and answer their questions that, that they have about maybe something that you had figured out. Uh, before so that that that's why I was like of course like we're gonna touch on it but you, you have yeah. the perspective that everyone wants to know about yeah so when you to to explain to everyone when you said to me you know let's speak about this I was like you know I've been selling online my entire life I've been coaching for a year <laughs> you know like I can probably what, what can I really speak about it you know on the coaching level like it's something that's still new to me and I really am still figuring it out because you can have good intentions, but people can also sometimes cross boundaries. Um, and I've also had to learn where to put up boundaries as well. Sure. Um, and, you know, I love coaching and I love helping and I love it's there's a little bit of selfishness that goes to it because it does fulfill something for me where I'm like, you know, I was a part of what they built and or I was able to do this or you know, I'm a problem solver. They came to me with this problem and I was able to solve it. And um, and at the same time, before coaching, I was working only a couple of hours a day, you know, and then suddenly when we started, you just said to me, when do you sleep? And suddenly I'm on front of the computer like for so many hours and it has its toll on things. Like, right. you know, it does because um, – I believe that you have to be doing something, giving a hundred percent for it to work. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't a hundred percent on my brands in 2020. I was 75% on my brands and and 200% on, on coaching and everything else, because I took the weight of, you know, the world on my shoulders this year, because there were a lot of people that lost their jobs and, um, you know, and I'm trying not to be like, I'm not really that much of an emotional person, but this year specifically, I had so many people come to me with, you know, this problem and this problem and this problem. And I always want to be as helpful as I can and help them. 
And at some stage, it does sort of have its toll. And then you need to start understanding balance, which I'm not that good at. at <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'll just take on more and more and more, and then I won't sleep. And at some stage, it's unhealthy, you know? So Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would, I would love to kind of like dive into that too, because in my intro, I kind of mentioned that you're not just a you're not just a seller, which is a, a job in itself. A lot of people who who dedicate their life are really good at their craft. You have a job, or this is your job. You have a team. You're making your living on Amazon. But then a second job is to actually teach to like proactively answer questions on a platform like a Facebook group page, which you have thousands of followers. You have a YouTube channel, which you have thousands of followers, and you're providing content consistently for people so you have to know how to edit how to how to well you are i'm, I'm saying like if you're doing it more i say consistent well i say consistent you're you're speaking with other people yeah. like myself who you've you've set aside an hour of your time on a different time zone to say like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna just talk about we haven't prepped anything for today there's no oh. questions on our screen everyone there's yeah. there's literally nothing this is a a We're very it, yeah, and if this is your first time, I'll, I'll do a quick plug for the show. This is uh, something that I felt there was a form that was needed that people just get perspective on both sellers, but also service providers to give one perspective, right? I'm not going to go here and say, this is the best uh, software management tool, or this is the best, uh, or ping pong is the best, like uh, financials uh, portfolio. They, they employ me, but we are here to educate people and to kind of bring perspective on Hey, if you didn't know about this topic, do more research or reach out to these people because they're here to help you. Um, but I have people on coaches who want to who do exactly what Sharon does uh, all the time. But this show is to get just that little bit of perspective on um, how people are successful. Maybe a takeaway they they can get uh, once or twice. But it's everything e-commerce. But anyways, I think you touched on a lot couple things. You said balance is key, um, and I think a lot of people are just struggling with that, especially being home. You're also a mom. And I think that's super, uh, with the lockdown, what's that been like? If he, I mean, obviously you don't share, you know, personal details, but what's it like to also be like a full-time focused parent to like, make sure that your, your son is, you know, has their mom or and their dad focused on them as well. Uh, I am actually for the people that follow me, I do actually open up, uh, quite a bit, but, um, I'm not going to pretend like it was an easy year. It was an amazing year and a terrible year at the same time. <laughs> um, it was a great year as it was, it, it was half, half. It was great and difficult this year being a mom to a toddler. My son's three and a half years old now. And um, yeah, it, it wasn't easy. You, we were in lockdown for two and a half months without and we took it really seriously in the beginning of this year without seeing anyone, yeah. right? Like just my husband, my son, and myself in our house. Now, you know, we're very lucky to, lucky, we worked hard for it, but very lucky to have a very big house. So we weren't in each other's faces all day, but you have to find something for a three-year-old to do 24 <laughs> hours in a day. And we both work from home. And you said that we have systems in place and, you know, part of, um, I speak freely and openly about the downsides to, to myself. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I'm very good at and there's a lot of things I need to work on, but my husband and I are a husband and wife team. 
he has his things for the businesses that he's in charge of and I have the things that I'm in charge of, we have the things we're in charge of together and we don't cross each other's things, but we're a husband and wife team and that's most of, of what we do, it's, it's, it's him and I. We have freelancers that you know we work with for you know copywriting and uh, um, images and all those sorts of things, but the, the nitty gritty stuff, it's us. The most important things, it, it's us and I'm not saying this is how you should be. You shouldn't. You should have resources in place. You should have VAs. You should not be like us. And so a lot of it, a lot of it is, is my me being a control freak, and I'm working on it. But and then you suddenly have a three and a half year old that's all day at home and no help. You can't bring a nanny. You can't bring mum. You can't bring everyone. And it's just us. And it was it was tough. You know, I had to be extremely creative, and we had to find balance again. That word balance. Um, and it wasn't easy and I'm really proud of my husband and I because we got through it and you know we're not divorced so that's great <laughs> we're, we're a lot of people are <laughs> we're, we're even closer we're not, so you know yeah, that, uh, we're, we're the opposite we're now thinking about working on another baby so you know it's, it's we're I'm, I'm breaking proud right here on the show yeah yeah <laughs> no, we're not no, I'm just kidding. no I know I'm just kidding it's um it was a tough year and then we got out of lockdown and you know i had plans for certain things this year but that was on on a personal level it wasn't easy and then we went out of lockdown and then back to lockdown and then this time we weren't as scared as we were the first time right. the second time so we did have help and then my husband couldn't work in his office downstairs anymore because my son and you know the help that we had were making noise so then he came into my office and then you've got two people, two people working in the same room all day. And my husband and I are basically like, he's the male version of me and I'm the female version of him. And that's either works or it doesn't like, you know, and um, in business, it's difficult having business partners in general. And it's even harder when it's your husband or your wife, because now you've got to also think about what comes out of your mouth, you know, to make sure that you're not, it's not going to turn into some sort of fight. So um, somehow we got through that as well, but thank God we're out of lockdown. He's out of my office. I have to <laughs> back up back into his and we each have our own spaces now. So yeah. So but I, yeah. I was going to say, so what, what's kind of like one major thing on a business or per personal level that you've maybe taken from, I mean, obviously we're not out of a global pandemic. Like that just takes time when everyone feels like what's over, right? What do you think is the major takeaway that you've, um, that you're going to think it's going to stick with you from after all of this? Um, well, I have to say that I've learned a lot of things about myself this year. Earlier this year, I was part of Branded by Women, um, hosted by Danny McMillan. And um, it kind of changed a lot of my perspective on women in business because originally I was a little bit angry. I was like, why do we need a woman-based, like, you know, event? Women and men should be the same. And I was totally, like, I wanted to be a part of it, but I was also against it because... You know, I, I couldn't understand why we needed an event specifically for women because I, in my opinion, women and men are exactly the same. No man can do something better than me specifically because he's a man. If he can do it better than me, it's because, you know, he was smarter than me in it, he was faster than me or whatever, but not because I'm a woman. And then it, 
I got heaps and heaps of feedback from women about how I inspired them and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, it does. Like it is important to have these things. And I can tell you that one take I took from this year is woman empowerment. And it changed my whole perspective on empowering women. Um, you know, I'm still want to help men. I'm just saying you asked the question, so I'm answering. Oh, it. yeah, no, be honest. It is, it's one of my biggest takes from this year is how important it is. You know, I never looked at myself as a woman in business. I'm just a business woman because I'm a woman. So you say businesswoman, but I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, right? That's what I am. And I'm successful at what I do because I work hard for it. It has absolutely nothing to do with being a man or a woman. And then this year I realized that, you know, more women need women like me in front of them for them to know that if I can do it, you can do it, right? Like if I can hustle and choose where to sleep at night or, or to work or to make more money or whatever it is, um, they can decide to do it, yes or no. And, and just, yeah, that was probably my biggest take. And it happened after the Branded by Women event when I was, you know. And that happened like, back in February or March? It was I a month. Like it was a month this year. And if I could just tell you, like, the amount of feedback that I then got from women specifically, I was like, oh, my God. You know, and even men reached out to me. My, my wife, you know, has been watching you. Thank you so much and all of this. And it just opened my eyes up. Like, you know, and I don't have anything to sell anyone. So it's like, I, I this is, it has nothing to do with anything like that. It was just, right. I was just like, I'm so happy that I've, like, it's opened my eyes up to woman empowerment because it was never a thing for me. I never looked at myself as a woman in this business uh, or a mother in this business. I was just another person in this business mm -hmm. um, with my own style. And then I was like, you know, this is a man-driven industry. There are mostly men in this industry. When you do look at the speakers at events, there are, are hardly any women. And it is mostly men. And, you know, it is important that I be in, in many places like as I can so that I can also show that, you know. And I'm also not your typical woman, you know. I'm blonde with, the, with, the, with all the makeup and it's part of who I am. It has nothing to do. Like, I was like this before YouTube. Like, <laughs> my entire hey, no, office. I agree. My entire office is full of Marilyn Monroe photos <laughs> and stuff. Like that's always been my thing. I love that. And um, and yeah. So my yeah, you didn't you didn't create a brand based upon who you want to be. This was who you were already. It's just amplified, correct? I never. Uh, I will say that when I first started YouTube, I was sixty percent myself and forty percent what I thought people wanted me to be. Okay. And I became 100% myself when I started being, um, when did it happen? It happened sometime last year, probably after like my fourth or fifth videos on YouTube. And I was like, I mean, my, my PPC videos from last year were extremely in depth and probably better than any course. And they're absolutely free on YouTube. But I, at some stage had enough of like, <laughs> You know, Amazon's right. difficult. Amazon is not easy. It's not for everyone. And I made sure to be very like good, bad, ugly, right? Because there's the good, there's the bad, there is the super ugly side of Amazon. And, and it's not for everyone. And I just, and I will say, I know that I keep mentioning his name just because he had a big impact on my life this year. Um, Danny this year told me, Danny McMillan said to me this year, like, you know, I love the fact that you're a no bullshit type of person. And I was like, 
yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I am. And he said to me, never change, just be who you are. Absolutely. And I just realized the more of me just being me, you know, like I told you before we came on that I did a Zoom call the other day in my onesie. And I was like, guys, it's a Friday morning. I'm really tired. I didn't sleep well last night. I work from home. I should be allowed to, to do it. And I was in my onesie and I was like, I don't care. I'm in my onesie. I don't care how I look, you know. And um, and it's been great. People prefer people to be real rather than putting up their freaking Lamborghinis all day long and pretending as if life's beautiful all the time when life is beautiful, but it's also right. shitty sometimes, you know? Right. You have to just, yeah, be yourself. It's like really short. I know, uh, I know we've had multiple people on here. It's just like, guys, life is short. Like, just be yourself and let people attract, you will attract the people by being sincere about yourself instead of putting up a fake facade. And when they meet you or they listen to you in real life, they'll be like, it, it, that trust instantly goes away once you like drop the facade, if that makes sense. Like if you are trying to be your somebody else, a hundred percent, like me, I, I always, I'm a talker. Like I just talk and I don't know where this stuff comes from. Who knows where this interview will honestly go. I don't prepare this stuff, but because I want to listen, I want to understand people and try to get that perspective of, of an individual. If that makes sense, like we're not going to go through, this is how you will PPC this is the best way to do it. That that's, that's for people to understand. And that mentality is different than what this is. It's just a, let's talk about it. Maybe people will have like an actual question that we dive into and then we yeah. go from there. So, but obviously going back to that, I think you're right. A lot of people do put on like this persona of like who they think that they want to, to stand out, whether it's on YouTube or on Amazon. And, and there's just a lot of personality out there. Like some people are just, you know, not nice people. And there's also people who are super sincere and they just want to help people. I'm not saying either are bad, but there's just a gauntlet of people um, that you'll run into, especially, you know, when you put yourself out there, I think this is the other thing is that you will get a lot of people that give you unsolicited feedback, which is, which is both a nice thing that you get, but also a, like, maybe I am, a, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not that, I, I'm guessing I'm not that big yet. I'm not big enough for, for, uh, yet because I haven't had that much, you know, hate comments or, you know, and if I have, it's always been about the way you look, which I really don't give a shit what anyone thinks like too much exactly. makeup, too much this, honestly, like okay. I care less what people think about that kind of stuff. I've never had bad feedback, um, about the content. That's awesome. So I not yet anyway. So it means I'm not. I guess I'm not popular enough. No, I'm kidding. But I I I think that um you know coming into YouTube you have to know how to have you know thick skin and remember your why. And my why was I was really sick of people getting information that was just so wrong. And I was just yeah. so sick of people being sold a dream. You know. I try. I, agree with, I know what I, you're talking about. Yeah. I, I try to make it very, very balanced. Like we'll probably talk about it soon. You know what I went through after Prime Day, where I had four listings taken down, and one of them was my best sellers for a whole month. And I, you said consistent. I didn't put up a YouTube channel during a YouTube video during that month because I was too busy, like problem solving, real problem life situations. Solving, yeah. Problem solving and 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 dealing with it to come onto YouTube and be like. Hey everyone, sell on YouTube right now. I mean, on, on Amazon right now. When I was in this, like, you know, I, I haven't been through something like that in ages. You know, it was, I'm usually helping people 
um, solve their, those problems. And I haven't, I hadn't been through something like that for at least a year. And suddenly I was going through it all over again. And it was really, it was the worst attack I've ever had. Um, and people need to know, people need to know that selling on Amazon has another side to it. And if you don't have thick skin and if you don't have resilience, if you don't know how to be resilient and if you don't know how to be prepared and how to problem solve. And if that type of thing just, you know, is um, your make or break for you, it's not for you and you shouldn't even, right. you know, you shouldn't, you should, there's so many ways to make money online. So many ways to make money online. I've been making money online my entire life. I've only been on Amazon for four years. So, you know, Amazon's not for everyone. It's for many people, but not for everyone. And that's what I wanted to come and say on YouTube. I wanted to say, here's the information that you need. At some stage, people started, you know, sending me many messages and it kind of got out of hand. So I did start coaching and, um, and it was able to turn that into another business. And it's, you know, um, I have no complaints. <laughs> it's great. But um, yeah, it's, it's just important, I think, for people to know the good, the bad and the ugly. And that is, that was my why for starting YouTube, basically. To be really sincere and open, and uh, and make sure that you know there's some good content. Not that there aren't. There are many good people on Amazon, uh, on YouTube, you know, with Amazon content that's good content. Um, and there is probably a lot more Lamborghini people <laughs> saying, "Hey, no, sell Amazon." Let me... In a year there, from there's now. a term. I, yeah, there's a term yeah, I always use with that. I was so sick of people belittling people's jobs as well. Like the world still needs electricians and the world still needs people that sell in, that are in McDonald's and the world still needs lawyers and they still need that, right? Like you can't belittle people's jobs. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, I just, I, I just wanted to come up with, um, with reality, I think. <laughs> and my, my reality anyway. Well, I mean, that that's the perspective that that we're, we're talking about. And, and that's super valuable to a lot of people. And as I've seen evident by your Facebook group and your following on YouTube and, and people just, uh, you know, just want to know more information. I actually have a couple of questions uh, yeah. that, that, that rolled in and then we'll get, kind of go back to like, obviously uh, your prom day and uh, whatnot. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the thing that we were talking about and alluded to uh, Victoria Ann. Uh, had a couple questions. This is the first one, part one. Uh, Victoria, thanks for writing it. Again, anyone who's listening, write them in the comments and we will answer these as, as many as we can live. Uh, what can we do better than other sellers to prepare going into Q1 for 2021? And then part two is other than monitoring, are you able to do anything better now to prepare for Black Friday, Cyber Monday to hopefully prevent what happened to your listings on Prime Day? So I guess that alludes to what, going into prime day, but, um, Victoria, thanks for the question. Maybe part one, I'll leave up there for you to refer to. Um, um sure. I think everyone should be preparing for Chinese new year. Um, probably, 100%. The thing, probably the best thing that you should, you know, where, what, what are we in? Uh, what, what's the date today? 20, the 23rd or 4th, 25th, 23rd. It's November 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's my sister's, um, 24th birthday and she's on the 24th so tomorrow's there the 24th. you go um, your birthday <laughs> yeah thanks, thanks um so i would say the first thing is you have about two and a half weeks to put in orders for cute for uh, if you want them to be ready 
by Chinese New Year maximum. Like you should be putting your orders in by the end of November um, to, to make sure that they're ready for Chinese New Year. I think that would be the number one priority, right? Get your inventory, um, exactly. Yeah, to get to make sure you've got inventory in and, um, and you know, Chinese New Year is, I think that my suppliers and um, uh, I think that we've got until the end of January um, this year maximum to, to, we already got prepared for Chinese New Year because of what happened last year. Well, you know, this year. Right. Um, 2020. We, yeah. We've got, we spent a lot of money, uh, over a hundred thousand dollars to, to make sure that we had enough stock until the end of Chinese New Year. Um, so we stocked up. I do not say that, you know, Victoria, I, I know Victoria, Victoria doesn't need to be doing that, but I'm just saying that I think the number one thing to, to do right now is to make sure you've got your inventory in place. And if you don't know about Chinese New Year, I should probably make a new video. I have, a, I have my last year's YouTube video on Chinese New Year. It's more or less the same. So you can watch that yeah. and how to, prepare to, how to prepare for it. And then the second question, which was what? Can we bring it up? Yeah. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Their second question, I think, is like, what can you do other than monitoring? What can you do? So Black Friday, obviously, being only, what, less than a week away, five days away. What can you do besides monitoring Cyber Monday, Black Friday to hopefully prevent Amazon listings being taken down, which leads to what, you know, topic we were discussing. What happened to you individually? So I dropped a YouTube video yesterday in the middle of the night, probably early morning for Americans, um, for how to prepare for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's a 45 minute video. So if you want in-depth stuff, go there. It's free. I'm not selling you anything. It's free on YouTube. Um, uh, I would say though, to be really honest, there is nothing that you can do to stop what happened to me on Prime Day. I did all of my homework. I've spoken to the biggest Amazon sellers I know, and I know some pretty big Amazon sellers, much, 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 much bigger than me. I'm like this small compared to, you know, billion dollar people. And um, there's nothing you can do to stop what happened to me. Not, not Project Zero and not Transparency Program. Nothing can help you. What you can do is mentally prepare yourself for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just, be, you, just be ready yeah yeah and, and what you can do is go in and check on your listings every one hour minimum make sure that everything's you know in place and that you don't have a dog page um and go in and make sure that you have no hijackers go in and make sure that you have a maximum of let's say 10 um orders per tear 10 units per order max because sometimes what people do on days like this, bad actor sellers, we call them, is they'll go in and they'll buy out all of your stock in one day. And yeah. by the time Amazon stops it, et cetera, Black Friday's over. And then you lost all your sales in. And by the time it gets handled, um, and, and so that's one thing. I always have between three to 10 unit max. max. That's how to prepare for the black hat stuff. That right. I want to make sure Look out for click fraud. There's a lot of click fraud that goes on during Black Friday. For PPC. Um, for PPC, which you can get reimbursed on afterwards. Um, and, yeah, you have to be on top of your campaigns. Make sure you're not going out of, out of, um, out of budget. And, um, and, yeah, that's really quick stuff. But I have a whole 45-minute video on it. So, you know. Absolutely. And yeah, for, for the quick plug, check out Sharon's YouTube page. Just, you know, search Sharon Evan. Uh, 
has great content. Like is, I, I say it's consistent because I think like if you come out constantly and you're, you're sharing that, that information, I think it's consistent. It's relevant and it's timely. Uh, check it out. Obviously she dropped one last night. It's a must watch, uh, today to, to just pre prepare for, uh, black Friday and Cyber Monday. Okay. Obviously, uh, my, my personal, uh, my input, if, if you don't mind is don't change anything else. Like just you've, you've done all of your homework, just monitor, like Sharon said, uh, you know, don't, don't drastically change like wording or campaign strategies. You you've probably already did your homework and make sure that, that just follows up and keep an eye on, you know, if you have services like, um, you know, helium tin or an inventory level, uh, solution that, that just monitors that kind of stuff, just be tuned into that and monitor it. Uh, but obviously you're probably doing all the homework you can right now for Q1, which I, th I think is super important for like, watch out for Chinese new year uh, with spikes, obviously, and, you know, pandemic going again, we don't know what, you know, the next couple months can look like. So it's also super important to make sure your inventory is, is, is secure for hopefully uh, at least a couple months. Uh, and hopefully we don't run into something similar. We saw at the beginning of this year where they just stopped accepting inventory uh, for non-essential goods. So uh, th those are all just projections, but yeah, definitely do your homework, uh, monitor and watch, watch YouTube videos like Sharon had posted. So for go segue into what did happen on Black Friday, for those mm -hmm. who don't know, um, maybe give us like a little bit of background on obviously Black Friday was, or I say Black Friday, so Prime Day was, yeah, Prime Day was different this year. It's typically traditionally in June, July timeframe, just a, uh, yeah, exactly. To a proverbial holiday that Amazon decided, Hey, let's just get more sales. Um, but it's morphed over the time and it's actually done very well. Uh, it got moved to October this year and, uh, you were the, the one I monitor always, uh, your, your social channels, you're the, probably the most outspoken person is like, what is this crap that's going on with my, my, uh, listings, maybe talk us through like what happened and, and kind of yeah. like educate us on that, that story. So I have uh, two beauty brands and a baby brand. And the reason I have two separate beauty brands is because my beauty brands are non-connected um, non to one another. Like they're totally, they, sorry, they go after, I got an email quickly and I looked at it. This is me getting distracted, sorry. My beauty brands uh, go after two totally separate bio avatars, hence why I have two separate uh, beauty brands. And my baby brand is my baby brand. Um, I was, I spoke at, I can't remember the time, I think it was like 6 p.m. I was due to speak on Sellers Alley, which is a, a PPC agency with uh, Yana from the um, YTL translations. And friend, an friend hour, of the program, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was on like, a, what, a week ago or something. Yeah. Um, she interviewed me on Prime Day, part of their like Prime Day Megathon. And I, one hour before that, realized that I had one list and taken down um, that was going to a dog page and it was it was the bestseller at the at it was a bestseller. Um I did not know and then I had to go on and be you know be live on a show <laughs> and then be all you know and I wasn't happy happy joy joy I spoke about it and I said you know what is this crap? Um, I didn't know yet what I know now. Throughout the day I then had a further three listings taken down. I had got the most scariest email of my life that I've ever received from Amazon, which was your listing one, two, three, what your listings one, two, three have been restricted for the following reasons. And there were over 25 restrictions 
for drug related keywords. Like for each listing or just each, in general? Each listing had 25 different like violations. I've never seen an email like that in my entire life. 25 yeah. usually have one restriction. Okay. Right. That's how it usually is. I've been selling on Amazon for four years. I've been restricted in the past. Usually you have one restriction. I had 25 restrictions for four products. And you're like, I had a heart attack, honestly. Like, this I, is I'm, prime day. Yeah. Like, I said to my husband, thank God I'm not pregnant because <laughs> I've gone through a miscarriage in the past. And I said, thank God I'm not pregnant because that is how, like, with all seriousness, how intense it was i was like thank god i'm not pregnant because i would probably you know be really really bad right now and um and uh, it took me three and a half weeks to get no it took me two weeks to get three of them back and four or over over 30 days to get the best seller back basically what happened is somebody went into the canadian account so when you sell on amazon.com you automatically have a com and uh canada and mexican account and um, they got went through our Canadian hour, meaning I didn't know yet that it was internal from our account, from the Canadian account. They uploaded a flat file with over 250 uh, drug related keywords, the most randomest keywords you've ever seen, Ryan, like uh, all sorts of like, you know, drugs related keywords and right. like and things like that. But on top of that, lion's ear, poppy seeds, cocoa leaves, like, so many different things and that took me about four or five days to figure out the flat file thing because who the hell thought about going and looking in the canadian listings um some of them weren't even sold on canada and because they're and because they're all tied together you know com dot you know mexico yeah. and canada if someone would have done this through the uk account it still would have taken down the usa accounts the USA okay. listings because it's all throughout Amazon. It's always the same ASIN. Right. But and, you, you're the, yeah, you're the account holder. So that makes sense. But it, it's, it doesn't matter about like who, what account it came from or anything like that. What matters is the information on the listing that's tied to the listing and it automatically takes it down. The restrictions, like the keywords put in were so bad that it took down everything. Oh my gosh. Um, and it took me ages to figure it out. Ages. I mean, it took me a couple of days, which is ages. Right. In, in online selling during a very popular yeah. time, we, you're we, losing money every single minute that it's not up. We lost, there. I think, at least $50,000 $50, in sales from being taken down. More than that, probably, um, for being taken down for, for so long amongst those, um, those ASINs. And, uh, and the thing is, there's nothing that, you know, I'm not going to get that back. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is, I'm not going to get like hardcore into it because right. I have no proof to this, but there is no doubt in my mind that it was an internal job. Like no doubt in my mind that it was okay. an internal so job. So you're saying, you're saying Amazon, someone potentially someone an Amazon seller, an Amazon person that works in Amazon to do that, the, when a flat file, you, when you see a flat file from within your account, okay, it came from within your account. If you see activity in the account, it from, was from your account. And I did not know this. I thought that maybe if somebody else uploads a flat file from their account, then it's logical that I'd see it in my account. I did not know that it meant that. And it took me about two and a half weeks of speaking to much, much bigger sellers than me to figure that out. And then I had Amazon confirm it. And I was like, holy crap, where have you been for the last two weeks? Every time I spoke <laughs> to a 
you know, how, why didn't you guys tell me this? And then I was like, so then we went in and we changed all of our passwords for everything. And then after about two days, my husband said to me, you realize it's impossible for someone to hack our accounts. Like it's impossible. The amount of security we have in place, it's impossible. And then with everything going on, you know, we won't name names, but with everything going on with, with the bribery stuff, um, yeah, I right. I no you're referring you're referring to the United States Department of Justice uh, hacking, or like, right? Yeah, they 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 filed claims that there were sellers buying and selling information for for obviously. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's out there. It's public domain. You can search for it. There's Amazon sellers, uh, gurus, you know, things like that. People were actually buying and selling information to prop up their own businesses. Um, and kind of working against the grain there. But anyways, uh, that's a separate topic for another conversation, obviously. So you, you, you find out that the file is obviously it's, you know, it's, it's bad. You've, you found this out a couple days later. I uploaded a flat file on the fourth day when I figured out that it was a hot, it was a flat file through the Canadian account. Um, and it fixed three of the listings and the most important thing for me to get back, it didn't. And that listing took me um, over a month to get back. And the, the issue was, in case this happens to anyone, because by the way, it, it happened to people in my niche and in the beauty niche in general. Okay. For so not just yourself, but across the beauty, beauty brand in general. It happened to, I know of at least 20 people that it happened to them. Some of them are my competitors and some of them are just Amazon sellers that, you know, because I'm so well connected in the industry, I, I got names of people from people hey, speak to this person, they went through the same thing. Then we shared with each other the backend keywords and we realized it was the same freaking backend keywords. And we all had a flat file uploaded at the same time, which was on the 12th of November, uh, 12th of October, sometime in the afternoon, like just before private. Right. And we realized that, you know, it's, it's a, something way bigger than something I can understand. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into it anyway, but right. the, is, the one thing that was left was, they had changed the ingredients to cocoa leaves and poppy seeds. Right. And I had figured that out through brand registry. So the brand registry people had sent me, you know, this is the last thing you need to fix. And the thing is, there was nowhere to upload that in the flat file or to change that in the back end. Only brand registry could have done that. Now I have access to do it myself because I asked them for it. So that was the one thing, you know, and then you were like, ah, oh, if only I knew the, the, the problem was the ingredients like two weeks ago, you right. know, I would have gotten the listing back way earlier. Anyway, I went through a really shitty October and it was really, really <laughs> bad. And I did, you know, I said to my community, because, you know, I've built the, the Amazon FBA Alphas community. I said, you know, I have to take a step back this this month and, and be 100% with my businesses because that's my bread and butter. You know, right. people sometimes say, well, you know, she does coaching, she does YouTube, blah, but my bread and butter and the things that, that, you know, the main income in my household, 75% of it is Amazon and our brands. And when there's an issue there, you have to put 100% to that. You can't divide yourself to no way. Ma being a mom, being a wife, holding a household, owning, you know, four different businesses. And then it needed me because I'm the one that understands Amazon like the back of my hand. Not my husband. My husband has his things that he's in right. charge of, like inventory and everything to do with payments and accounts and everything like that. So yeah, and, and that's why I didn't make a YouTube video for that month. 
because I had to, to, to be a hundred percent with that. Um, and I think the lesson to take from that is that everything's figure outable. It's, it's something that I say, everything can you, number one in Amazon, you need to know people, you need to, to be well connected. It's important to be part of networks and different communities. Absolutely. And because, you know, I had so many people from the community reach out to me, like Danny McMillan and, um, Oh my God, I forgot his last name. Tom Aaron, not Robinovich, a different Tom Aaron. I've just forgotten his last name. Right. He also has a YouTube channel called Sourcing Monsters. And he helped me just by being there for me. Liran Hirschkorn, you know, they didn't like have some amazing formula to help me, but they were there for me and were like trying to help me go check this, go check this, go check this. And it's so important. It's what I'm usually doing for other people. And then suddenly right. I, was, I was the person with, with this issue. Um, and yeah, that's what I really took from it, that everything's figure outable in the end. It's really shitty sometimes, but you either need to know the right people or have the right tricks up your sleeve or hire the right lawyers to help you in these situations. Exactly. But, uh, if it happens to you, just know it's figure outable. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that story in itself is just so many things you can relate to your, you know, you know how to fix it in the future, but now you can educate people how to, how to quickly fix it. What's kind of your, do you think, gosh, I mean, with something like that, do you, do you think a lot of people shy away when you hear stories like that about selling online? Or do you think like, you know, there's just a lot more people that are trying to get you instead of like prop you up. I mean, like I, I, you can look at a different point of views. I'll take a step back. You can say there's a lot of people that support you and want to help you out. But then also when you, you're a seller or a potential seller, which you talk to a lot of beginners, if I'm going to jump into the Amazon game and I want to like know all the potential risks versus rewards and you say like Amazon potentially itself could be out to get me or like just completely ruin a, like a, almost a flawless setup. What's kind of your takeaway, your major, I want to say overall arching takeaway from, from that event. I think that regardless of what happens with that kind of stuff, you need to be an entrepreneur. You need resilience. You need to know how to figure stuff out. You need to be prepared for, you know, my dad taught me as a little girl, hope for the best, expect the worst, right? The first thing when that happened was not, oh my God, let's quit selling on Amazon. First <laughs> thing when that happened was, oh my God, how shitty is this? How do I solve the problem? entrepreneurs are problem solvers. Entrepreneurs are not people that something shitty happens, they lift their hands up, right? And if you are that type of person, yeah, Amazon, in my opinion, isn't for you. Because not just Amazon, business. Being a business owner, like we've owned restaurants, we've done many things in our lifetime, my husband and I. My husband's eight years older than me. We've, we've done many, many different things. And business is hard, right? Like Absolutely. my dad always told me as a little girl, when... The, the employee, no, the owners have a different headache from the employees, right? So he used to always say to me, the people who know how work for the people who know why. And it's a quote from Rich Dad Porter. Um, my dad had a huge impact on, huge impact on who I am today. And, um, and he told me all these things. And business in itself, like, if you were selling in a store in the middle of a, a big, um, I don't know, um, like anywhere, I don't know, anywhere, any business, a restaurant, anything, it has its own headaches. It has its own shitty situation. 
um, you know, suppliers don't pay you on time or different things happen and, or you don't have the money to play this, to play suppliers on time, or, you know, there's all sorts of different things that can happen. Um, business is hard and either you're, you're, you're resilient or not. Either you know how to pivot in times, you know, or you don't either shitty things happen and you lift your hands up or you keep going. Right. And, Amazon, you need to know you don't have 100% control. You don't. No one's going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you. You don't have 100% control. And that's why you don't put all your eggs in one basket and you build outside of Amazon as well. Or you have multiple products, many smaller products. Um, and and yeah, I, I just I think that if hearing my story puts you off, then it's not for you. Straight up. It's not for you because it could happen to you. I'm not trying to scare you, but it could. It could. Right. If you've got a selling product that's in front of people's eyeballs, it could happen to you. And if that is going to be the make or break of you, then it's not for you. Not just Amazon, entrepreneurship. Because building a business is difficult. You know, it's not easy. There are, but at the same time, I have a big house. I have freedom, right? My most important thing is my freedom. I don't have the Lamborghinis and because I don't give a shit about that stuff. I honestly don't. What I care about is that when I want to buy something, I don't have to think twice. And that could even just be buying a toy for my son that's expensive. And I feel like buying it because I feel like buying it. When I want to work hard to give it to him. Yeah, absolutely. I work really freaking hard to give it to him. And I can consistently work hard to give it to him. And I'm a businesswoman and I will continue to bring out new businesses over time. But my freedom, and it's not the freedom to be on my Lamborghini all day because I don't have one. The freedom, I could buy one if I wanted to, but I'm not interested in that. I prefer to invest in houses. But anyway, the, the, the freedom to do what I want is the most important thing to me. And you, everyone has freedom. Like freedom, what it means to me and what it means to you could be two totally different things, right? And you don't have to be a seven-figure seller to be kicking ass on Amazon. You could be a six-figure seller or even a five-figure seller, and that's enough for you, you know? And that's why I did YouTube, so that people, just because you're not making $100 million or $7 million or $1 million doesn't mean you're not kicking ass in your way, right? Absolutely. We all have our different goals. But you have to know that you need to kick ass. You need to be able. It's why we're called the alphas. It's why I call my group the FBA alphas. Alphas don't. You know, they don't give up. It's, it's, you fight, you battle until you die, right? The wolf, the main alpha, he doesn't. It's either to, to replace him, he's got to die. And I'll keep kicking ass until that happens, hopefully, when I'm 90 years old. And, and <laughs> so that's my attitude for it. I'm not, I know not everyone's like me. Most people probably aren't, you know, like that, but you don't have to be 100% like me. You can, you can be a little bit less aggressive. And still make it. But I do think that it's important to know there's a beautiful side to Amazon. Amazon gave me freedom. Amazon opened up a lot of doors for me. Amazon gave me the ability to, to produce products and get it in front of, mil not millions, but tens of thousands of people. And I'm thankful for Amazon. And I'm also thankful that I'm smart enough to know how to get off of Amazon as well. Exactly. Well, I think I think that's, I mean, obviously that's super powerful message that you have right there. I know there's some people that are asking, like, obviously, how, what's the next step for, for you? Or, in, I mean, we have a couple questions uh, about, like, PPC and your thoughts on, like, a couple different things. So however you want to go, we, we, we can pivot from there or we can talk about, like, you coaching and yeah, kind of what that 
I'm a go with what? the flow person. I'm you want to go with the flow? That, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll come back to the, uh, I know um, we had a couple questions about, uh, you know, how to scale and we'll definitely try to get to those real quickly. But I know that that translation to the coaching, like obviously what, where do you see yourself coaching? Like you're, you're new to this. Like you said, you don't know everything. What is it that you want to get out of coaching other sellers? Where do you want to see that eventually maybe, you know, pivot to, or is it, you know, just getting in front of more people? Is it uh, enable people? Are you there? Are you just need more followers or what, what's kind of that look like for you? You're asking this in a time where <laughs> I'm just working on understanding that because over the last month, you know, when, and straight up, my husband and I have started talking about bringing, you know, another baby into this world. And he was like, we can't do that. If this is how you're, you know, how are you going to be able to be a mom to a newborn? If, if you're working 14 hours a day. And then I went back to my why and I was like, I don't want to work right now, 14 hours a day. I don't get these years back that my son's three and a half, you know, you don't get these years back. I'm sure you're a dad, right? Yep, right? absolutely. I have, a, I have a six-year-old. You don't get these years back. And coaching has taken over a lot of my time. Um, and the thing is that most of my coaching are PPC calls. And most of my coaching is, you know, me hearing problems and solving problems. And the thing is, because I'm such a control freak, I think people have to have me and I don't hire that out. It's me. I do the one-on-one coaching. On the other hand, if they would have just bought out a new, a good product and not been sold a story that you just go on, you know, a software and find a product and put your logo on it and that's it. Maybe we wouldn't have even gotten into that situation. And a lot of people have asked me to bring out a course and to make A to Z course and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't have time to do that. So I made a product research course and I'm not even like, you know, I don't do any Facebook ads. I don't advertise it. I don't do, it's just, if it sells, it sells, you know, and, and I do what I do there, but I've decided I do have to take a step back. I can't continue coaching the way that I am because it's, it's taking over my life and I can't continue doing that. Uh, I need to be able to scale my businesses and take one step back and have SOPs in place so that I can do what I was doing before I started this and being a good mother and being a good wife and being happy and et cetera. So I think the future holds for me to, I do want to make, you know, I've already built this community. I've already built this. It would be a shame to not do it. Um, and I am a businesswoman. So I think that I am going to work on making an A to Z course, but my way, uh, I think one of the things that's different about me is, you know, I don't kiss anyone's ass. So I don't kiss Helene Penn's ass or anyone's or even ping pongs. I don't kiss people's ass. I say it the way it is. And I, you, you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. try and I say, I don't use softwares to find products. I say, you don't need this to find products, et cetera. And I'll make it my way, the way that I believe in. People like it, they can buy it. If they don't, you know, watch my free stuff on YouTube. And I will take a step back from that. And I think that I'm going to work hard on, um, monetizing and creating a, some sort of membership program of sure. some sort. Um, I still want to be able to give people the content and I do feel that people need my content, but I have to find a better way to, to do that, to still be happy in life and not have it take over my life. And still, you know, I want to start a new brand next year. I want to scale one of my brands to sell. I want to have another baby. I want to be a good mom. I want to be a good mentor. I need 
to have better balance and better systems in places. And that's what I'm planning on working on in 2021. That's awesome. I mean, I think you have, you have to have at the center of everything. I think the biggest takeaway from, for me is you have to keep going after your why. Like, again, if things and opportunities present themselves, that's fantastic. But if it's not going to benefit, why are you doing it in the first place? Like if that's going to take time away from it, or if you just lose focus, I think that's very hard to say, keep giving yourself more and more. I mean, me, myself, starting and just educating people in general, it's a lot of prep work. It's like finding people who are knowledgeable about a system to say, hey, come on here, let's talk an hour a day or whenever we can to just talk about and educate people to a community uh, that want to learn more. That that's that in itself is I could be spending that time either with my son or I could be doing it and building out my business or doing another job and to connect to other people, whatever that looks like. And obviously there's not one perfect solution out there um, everyone has something that's going to fit and feel right by them. Like I said, there's not every solution or service that's going to fix every single problem. If that were the case, everyone would just stop building them, right? Like they were like, Hey, I can build, build better. I can build on top of this, or that's a good idea. Let me build my own. Um, but it, it, if there's something that fit for everyone, then everyone would be, you know, that would be a $10 billion industry and we'd all be using it. Right. Um, but there, there's not that one solution. So. I agree with you there. Um, I know we had a couple of questions, so that, that's really cool. I know 2020 threw us a lot of curveballs and we're dipping and dodging still. Uh, going forward, I think um, I think there's a couple of questions. 2020 was a great year for my personal branding, I have to say. Like, I'm very thankful um, for this year on that level, on a personal branding level, because, you know, I my name got out there this year and I was not being up myself, but one was one of the most sought after speakers this year. And that kind of, you know, last year I was watching Kevin King speaking in Sellafest and went up to him and got to ask him, can I take a photo with you as if he's like some huge celebrity. And then this year I, I passed him on Sellapole, which is insane to me. It's just the power of, I don't know what the power of, but the power of, of, of giving or getting YouTube or whatever. I don't really know what the power of it is, but social media maybe, but it's just crazy, you know? Absolutely. So for, for me, 2020 was a good year on that sense of my personal branding. It was also a great year for my my actual brands. Um, but there were a lot of things that um, behind the scenes that we had to, all of us, not me, you, everyone, we had to deal with. And that was absolutely finding the balance. All right, yeah. what are the questions? Oh yeah, I was gonna say. So a couple of people are asking, are you able to watch this later? Yes, a hundred percent, of course. Uh, this this can be available. Obviously, I can send the video file for Sharon if she wants to upload it to herself, or you can obviously subscribe or watch it later on our Ping Pong Payments uh, YouTube page, Facebook page. It's all rewatchable, uh, even on LinkedIn if you follow us there. All rewatchable content. Share it. Obviously, consume it as you can. If you can't watch it live. I totally understand. These are weird hours and everyone around the world are awake or different, different times of day. Um, I think that there is a couple of people who will, uh, obviously the power of influence, uh, from Anusha. Um, I know I, we actually do have someone who, who is, who maybe misconceived, uh, maybe, maybe like what you were saying, like, I don't, uh, from, from this comment, how I'm right from what I'm, yeah, what I'm meaning, what I read by this is it's not, I don't think Sharon is meaning uh, 
I have no idea. By not that. her way or the highway. Right. I don't, I don't think that's what she means. I think that there's so many different options and people have to just be comfortable enough with doing what's right by them. Um, not, nothing's going to obviously work for every single person. And I think you're, I think what you mean is I'm a strong person and I have a mentality that, you know, if it's not for me and my family, then I can't, I can't just obviously, you know, put time and effort into negativity or, or whatever that looks like. Being strong and independent is different than my way or the highway. I don't think that you're giving that. I have no idea opinion. what he meant. I honestly like. There, there, I, there's I, a couple I, different things, but I, I want to share I both sides of the coin. I also are like, I don't know if, if there's something negative there. I really am not. You know, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's a couple different ones, and I was trying to infer. Like, I, I think that there's a you know misunderstanding. I never once said in my that's it's either my way or the highway. I was just saying that I'm putting you know my family and my life first, and it's not going to apologize for that. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And no, and I, and I obviously. I, as a moderator, almost like a moderator, I feel like people should understand both both sides of the coin. If, if that was a misunderstanding, we may not be understanding him correctly. Right, uh, and I, and I and I think that's why I wanted to bring up. I'm not hiding that. Uh, a couple people had actual, um, you know, other questions about uh, PPC invaluable insight. Um, Anusha actually had who commented earlier. Thank you, Sharon, for your valuable insight. How do I go from one to two orders a day to tens of hundreds a day? Like obviously. Uh, I'm, that's great that she's applying a PPC strategy. Is there something that you think you can to answer for that general question? Um, first of all, you need to know if you even have, you need to understand what your ability for market share is in your market and know if you're even able to have hundreds of, of sales a day. Like you have to, to understand what, what the market cap is there and then what is each percentage that each seller has um, on market share. So, you know, you may not, hundreds of sales a day may not even be something that you can get to within your niche. You need to know if you can compared to the saturation or no saturation in your niche. Um, if we focus on specifically on PPC, it's very difficult to answer these questions without knowing what the product is and, and the niche. Um, but the way that I do PPC is I'm very focused on buyer avatar and buyer's intention. So I focus on keywords with intent to buy. Um, because your click-through rate and your conversions usually a lot higher when you focus on selling to the person that's actually looking for your product. So my PPC videos are a great way to start. Um, and I would definitely say the best way to try and get more sales is to focus on the people that are specifically wanting to buy your product. So buyer's intent, keywords wise, initially. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, like you said, each product is individualized it's it's not as every model fits for every single product you have to make sure that the niche number one is scalable and and number two you know the price point and you have, you just have to do your market research and and know product research what the demand is if people are searching for it and kind of look for those trends in that regards um i don't know how much time i have you i know we, we initially said this for an hour and then okay. i have and then i have a call at, at my age no absolutely well let, well let me I'm going to wrap this up then real quick. I want to make sure that we're time sensitive. Again, everyone who's listening to this live right now on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, obviously we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, you can consume this again afterwards if you just didn't catch the whole uh, the whole show or if you just wanted to go back. It will definitely be available on all of our platforms as well. I guess, uh, Sharon, if there's one more question before we leave you today, what, where are you gaining your knowledge? Like, how are you becoming a better seller? Um, 
just by like self-education. By actively selling on Amazon. <laughs> right. I mean, are you, are you, I guess, I guess besides that, <laughs> which, I, which is first hand experience. Yeah, are you, no, are you I, like, I sell on Amazon myself. And that's right. Market experience. You can get, <laughs> right? are, you, like, are you, are you listening to like any podcasts or like, I know you're an inspirational person. Is there, um, is there something that you kind of like use as motivation to like, Hey, I'm like, I can do this. I can keep going. Is there a place that you're getting, getting all that? Uh, I'm the type of person, like, this isn't me thinking I know it all or anything. I just don't have time to watch anything. So I don't. The only show that I watch is Seller Sessions by Danny McMillan once in a, once in a while when I can. Sure. Um, every day when I put my makeup on because I'm in front of the camera all day, I watch at least 20 minutes of Shark Tank. That's nice. has not, nothing to do with Amazon. But I watch 20 minutes of Shark Tank because there's lots of hidden um things in there that you can learn from. So okay. that's the only thing I watch that is not a screen looking at numbers and stuff. <laughs> that, I mean, that makes sense. Like I know, I know like sellers like you are super busy. So I didn't know if there was a, a podcast you're listening to or anything. Seller, if I was a new seller, I would be listening to Ken Golzari, Danny McMillan, obviously myself, Adam Heist. Those are the people that I would be, listening to and following and watching if I was a new seller. Absolutely. Yeah. Kean's fantastic with buy, uh, sourcing and, and product shipping and, and everything like that. So the all, all great names, obviously found on YouTube, all these people are found on YouTube. I think that's the number one source to start. It's just like compare and contrast different styles. If you, if you are drawn to people like Sharon, obviously that's a great place to start. If you're drawn to people like Kian or Danny, Danny, for, for those of you who don't know, it's been referred to a couple of times on the show. Danny does it every single day. I know Mondays is uh, Isabella now. Uh, friend of the show with Rank Bell, but uh, Danny goes live every single day with sellers as well as influencers and service providers talking about just different perspectives in the industry. He's a really good uh, content producer to to educate yourself and continuing education. So that, that that's all great great knowledge. But uh, I, I think that today was super insightful for a lot of people. Thank you for being vulnerable and just sharing information with people. Would love to have you on. Maybe like in a month or two, just kind of know how like end of 2020 went, get updates and things like that. But how can people, Sharon, get in touch with you? How can they learn more information? Um, you can find me on YouTube, Sharon Evan. Um, you can find me on Facebook um, in the uh, Amazon FBA Alphas group. So Amazon FBA Alphas hyphen private label domination, or you could just look Amazon FBA Alphas. Voted number five best you, uh, uh, number five best group on Sellapol, um, and my website www.sharonevan.com. Yep, and we and we provided that in the ticker below. So sharonevan.com. Follow her on social media. Again, thank you so much for your time. I I, I think you're you're doing a great job for your community. I'm I always am personally uh, a fan and following every, in all the social media channels I can. Uh, keep pushing yourself and. Uh, Obviously, if there's anything you need uh, from our perspective, let us know. But I don't know what I can offer it because you're doing it all already. But <laughs> thank you, Ryan, I appreciate but, it. But yeah, thank you everyone for joining. We'd love to have you on. We're going live uh, both tomorrow and Wednesday. We're off for the holidays, but we'll we'll jump right back in again next week. Uh, follow us, uh, Ping Pong Payments on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, social media. Again, follow Sharon as well. We'd love to bring more education and perspective in the e-commerce world and Amazon world to you guys. 
we go live on all this and then it'll be consumable on those channels as well. But thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I love talking to you as always. And uh, good luck and be safe out there. Thank you. Bye to everyone. Bye.